Have you robbed this weekend or spare a thought for Sean Dyche? It is the 78th instalment of the Fancy Football Surgery Podcast. Okay, coming to you once again, the 26th of November. We are fast de- approaching December, and uh, we've got a big double game. Well, not double game week. We've got a, uh, a couple of game weeks coming up in short proximity. We'll talk more about that in a second. But first of all, welcoming back the Iceman. Thank you, Billy. Welcome back to you too. Thank you very much, sir. And uh, another great guest on. He's been on many times before. We're glad to have him back. It is Hortz. Welcome back, sir. Good evening, gents. Nice to be back. You're welcome back, mate. Most of the uh, the regular listeners will have heard you a couple of times previous, or several times previously, but uh, we're yes. keen to know how you've been getting on since uh, the start of the season when we had you on. Yeah, a great improvement since I think I was on around about week two or week three when I was sort of yes. at about two and a half million or something like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, steady improvement. Uh, six green arrows out the last eight weeks oh, and uh, up to 173,000 as of tonight. So making steady progress and sort of uh, closing in, hopefully, on that top. 100,000. Well, last week you were like a point behind me or, or a point ahead of me, weren't you? I, yeah, well, I, I, I had a massive 92-point week last week, but this week it's a distinctly average 45. So I took the gamble and Captain Sane instead of Kane and obviously... Uh, with the, the, the free kick that rebounded off the crossbar and then him, him getting ma- managing to get booked after the game, it sort of put a bit of a damper at the, the very end of the weekend. But yeah. such is life. We move on. Yeah. <laughs> the, these things are sent to test us. I think exactly. it's, uh, exactly. I, I think it's, li- it's literally probably his only, his only poor performance this season statistically. So you really have lucked out there. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I, ex- exactly. It. It's one of those things. I mean, it's, it's karma, isn't it? You, you have a big week, like last yeah. week, and then you know you're going to be brought back down to earth. So you you just got to try and hit hit more big weeks than you have poor ones. That's yeah. the thing, isn't it? I, yeah. I think you need to take solace that a lot of other people also captain Sane. So I think you're, you know, you're still you're travelling in the same boat as many others. So that you kind did. of helps in a way, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> <laughs> The silver linings. Right, okay. Um, so, Iceman, we've, uh, we've got a slightly different podcast this week. We're going to review our teams in a moment, but obviously there's 20 fixtures to, uh, to think about here. Hello. So many fixtures. We've had some brilliant questions. So what we thought we would do instead to cover both kind of game weeks is to answer the listeners' questions is actually looking through them. They cover a lot of the pertinent decisions that need to be made, plus some extra general chit-chat, which I'm sure will take us to many places, and then uh, maybe looking at some of the bigger fixtures at the end if necessary. I mean, first of all, Iceman, how have you got on this game week? Yeah, very strong week for me. I hit 70 this week, so I'm up to... 44,000 overall so yeah pretty good I'm still I don't know why but I'm still really annoyed at myself I had Loftus-Cheek in my starting 11 throughout and then I literally looked at the stats and I had a little bit of Twitter chat which influenced me and I really shouldn't let it influence me the way it did but I took him out and put two promoting in instead because he had better stats than Loftus-Cheek but it just goes to show you know, stats isn't everything. Uh, yeah. What have I told you about talking to anybody other than me about FPL? I know, I know. I should always listen. <laughs> to be fair, I would have told you to put in Chupo Moteng. So, yeah. <laughs> and and I, f- I feel your pain, Iceman, because I did exactly, exactly the, same. the same. I have, I have lost this cheek in my number one sub not coming on. Sadly, I mean, but, like, yeah. I've, I've had a decent week, but it's still in the back of my mind, frustrating me and like 
people are going to be saying, oh, let it go, Arsenal, let it go. But anyway, I, um, I captained Kane, which uh, eventually came off from a very steady game, had Sterling. Yeah, I brought in Mustafi for Stones this week, so he had a great game. And I also started Fabianski over Elliot, because I actually started him due to kind of the discussion we had with Jamie last week, saying about save points. And I was thinking, oh, well, maybe he'll get some saves. I can't see Elliot keeping the clean sheet. And maybe Fabianski will get some saves. Got the clean sheet as well, so a bit of a bonus. Yeah, pretty promising, going really strong at the moment, so happy. Now, have you still got Vardy? No, no, I got rid of him a couple of weeks ago for Morata. Canned Vardy, okay, that's fair yeah. enough. Well, my game week wasn't quite as good as yours, Iceman, but still happy. 59 points for me, which was about 16 above the above the average, so happy with that. I'm currently 300 and, uh, where am I? 370... 9,000 in the world, so not great. But moving up, another green arrow for me. My week started poorly, but I've had returns from um, Kalasinac and Smalling at the back again with clean sheets. Ramsey with that uh, stonewall penalty that he earned. Uh, Richarlison, and then I captained Kane for 16, and Aguero came up with some bonus and a goal for me. So happy with that. Horts, how'd you get on? Well, say just just the forty-five for me this week. Um, I I made the move last week. To, I had to do a double move to bring in Sane. I'd had my eyes on him for a while, so hence brought him in and captained him. Um, brought Nias in. I knew he wasn't going to be playing this week and and midweek, but they've still got great fixtures going on. And I think, especially having seen the way Everton have played in the last two games, I think he's a lock to play. Um, from next weekend at the very least. So still happy with that move. Yeah, it was just one of those weeks, really. Um, say that awful Arsenal goal in the last minute deprived me of a, of a Burnley clean sheet up the back. Yeah, just one or two little things just, just didn't quite go right this week. But I'm really happy with the lineup that I've got. So uh, very, nice. very very happy going forwards you know you, you're poised in a good position and chaps i'm going to i'm going to warn you both at this point we're not doing fixture by fixture which means my summary is as of now of everything you say <laughs> so i've just written i've just written down the assay everton locked in so uh, that's how this is going to play out good luck um, <laughs> yeah every player right so let's have a look at how the mini league is uh, is developing few interesting stories here in terms of people moving and shaking at the top. But in 10th place, we've got 147 Elite, Adam Finn Campbell. In 9th, we'll join 9th place, uh, we'll join 8th rather. Chicken Tika Masala, Matt Orford, great name. Uh, we've got Alpha Jinxes, Sasa Simic. I think they're new to the league possibly, or they've just shot up. Berbershoff, Andre Bergstrom in 7th. For Fuchs, Ake, are you blind? Joe Stone up into 6th. Red Devils, Daniel, I think it was Kalim, in fifth. Beautiful Creatures, Magnus Westerstrand in fourth. Red Eagle, Thiago Costa in third. Alex 05, Alex Costa in second. Just a quick one on this, Pete. Uh, I've okay. been contacting uh, Thiago Costa on Twitter, and he was telling me that his son, who is age 12, wasn't in the league pre this game week. Alex Costa is just above him. In uh, in second place, and he's twelve years old. So yeah, well done to both of those two. Family in the top ten, like father, like son. Yeah, nice work. Uh... That that is a, as a brilliant story. Can you imagine it on a Friday night, Saturday morning, when mum's uh, trying to get the attention of father and son? They're both looking at their FPL accounts. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, I had to say to Tiago to bring Alex in our league because he said he's not in our league because if he would be in our league, he'll be above me and he'll push me down a place. So he was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was actually baited to allowing his son to come in the league, which was brilliant. brilliant. 
Yeah, fantastic effort from those two. Long may that continue. Uh, be interested to see who gives who the advice. Um, yeah, yeah. And on uh, top, of course, we've got the guy who is still leading the whole of, of FPL, I believe. I'm just going to have a quick look. Yeah, still number one overall. Uh, we've got Lalana Land, Demir Tanay. 63-point game week. Uh, again, strong showing. He played Loftus-Cheek. He had all the big hitting midfielders, and Daniel seems to be doing well for him. So great progress from them. Uh, he is still about 100 points clear in our mini-league, so some work for everybody to be doing to catch up. Yeah, just looking down his league, classic leagues and global leagues, it's just I've heard it's so fulfilling just to see one, 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 one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He did captain Lukaku this game, so it'll be interesting to see what he's going to do with him, whether he's going to keep him or actually get rid of him. Yeah, be interested to see around that. Lukaku, I think, is dividing opinion at the moment. Well, let's get into it then, Iceman. So we're going to do this based on the listeners' questions. And really, there's some really good ones that cover the range of issues that need to be discussed here. So do you want to do you want to run us through the questions, Iceman? Yeah, yeah we had a really great question from FPL Footballer. Not that any of the others aren't great, but uh, he's actually right. said, uh, with the fixture pile-up now underway, which premium player one per FPL position do you think will play the most minutes between now and January? So this is a key point of whether you're going to bring players into your team that are definitely going to be playing throughout these fixtures. So I'm going to go to you here first, uh, Hawks. We're, we're going to go through the positions. So we'll start at the easy one, which is the goalkeeper. <laughs> and obviously with the with the goalkeeper, we're kind of thinking that nearly anyone who's a starting 11 keeper should be playing all the minutes. But it might not be the same way. Maybe United might get rotated. I don't know. Maybe De Gea might come out for a game or two. What's your thoughts on, on this one? I, yeah, I mean, it, obviously he's he said premium. So obviously he's, he's talking top of the range in terms of goalkeepers here. Yeah. I mean, I can't see De Gea getting dropped. I can see that Man United back line or most of that Man United back line getting rotated. But I, I can't see it. I think De Gea is a guy there. He's he's the best goalkeeper potentially in the world. You're, you're not going to drop him. I wouldn't have thought. He's a lock. He's in my team. And he is the guy that I've got on this list. When I saw that question earlier on, he was the first name I put on there. The other guy that's worth, pay, worth having a look at, though, if you're looking for sort of locks and guys to play, especially bearing in mind the fixtures, is Courtois at Chelsea. They've got yeah. such a fantastic little run of fixtures coming up. He actually, over the next, or over you know this whole December mad Christmas period, he might be a slightly better punt than De Gea. Just a thought, that's the only thing. Yeah, no, I mean, like, if you're looking at the fixtures, you've got to kind of think clean sheet potential-wise, and I think Chelsea are right up there and the actual uh, good fixtures going forward. I mean, out, out of the keepers, Bully, who are you? Who would you look at? If you could start afresh on the premium keepers, if you could have any, which one would you go for at the moment? Well, I mean, like, like Horst has said, I think really it's... I, I love... I think De Gea, none of these top guys are going to get rotated. I love De Gea, but I do think potential... For clean sheets, Courtois has got a really nice run of games. So having, yeah, 5.4 million, you know, a little bit cheaper than De Gea, I think he's got as much chance for getting equal amount of clean sheets. 
Just the other one I'm looking. Are we still on premium here, or can we mention? Cheaper, we, yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's, it's our podcast. Do what we like. It's, uh, yeah, yeah we, we can, can't we? we? Yeah. <laughs> if we, <laughs> we go can. down to the uh, budget as well, just kind of list what we reckon is probably a good. Only thing because only because uh, I've been watching over the last few weeks. I've just got a real soft spot for Burnley's defence, and I really like Pope in goal for them. I mean, fixtures wise, you're talking between now until the new year. They play Bournemouth, Leicester, Watford, Stoke, Brighton. They've got two nasty fixtures. Spurs and United and they have Huddersfield on the 30th of December which by the way is the day I get married which I keep reminding you so <laughs> <laughs> so he's got a nice run of fixtures there Heaton's not at four point where is he 4.6 million and I mean they only just lost that against Arsenal today I'm sure we're going to see a lot in the media about the fact they shouldn't have lost to us so I think if, if you want a cheaper keeper to, to mix it up he'll be a great rotation option or just to play each game I think Pope's a, a nice one yeah, I totally agree with that one, mate. I mean, if you look at the, the fixtures, which he's actually got tough fixtures in, I think Elliot has got West Ham at home for one of them, so you could probably rotate him with yep. Elliot. Although, you know, Newcastle not doing too great at the moment. So, does, uh, does like, um, likes a bonus point as well, does Pope. He's got nine so far this season, which I think is pretty decent for a keeper that's in a, in a back four that's just been outstanding because you've got the likes of, of uh, me. Tarkowski and uh, Ward as well, who potentially are pinching the bonus off him. So, yeah, I think he's a nice option. Yeah, great. Hort's any um, budget keepers which you're looking at for the... Um, Pope, to... Pope would have been the guy I would have gone for. I mean, Burnley, I mean, they're almost... Uh, it, and it goes for the, the whole... I mean, because we're going to get on to defenders very shortly. It goes for their whole defence, really. Having seen it, like what they've done against Arsenal today, they're almost fixture-proof. Yeah. Pretty much, Burnley. I think you just you just stick them in and you leave them there and you don't worry about them. They're yeah. They're... Yeah, you know, they're cheap compared to everybody else. They're not what you would call premium, but they're they're enablers everywhere else, and they're getting six pointers, you know, on a regular basis. Sort of two out of every three weeks, you're getting six points from them. They're absolutely, you know, FPL gold to be honest. Yeah, I agree with that, and I'm pretty sure Burnley could actually block Brexit. They just put up a wall, <laughs> wow. and it is unreal. The fact that Arsenal just couldn't get through today, and we got a lucky penalty in the end. And we did. We gave it everything we had, and uh, yeah, they just stopped everything. But, wow! Um, what we? Uh, <laughs> what, what a metaphor! <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. What we? Uh, what we're looking at for defenders? Then I mean, if we're looking at um, minutes for defenders, obviously at this time of the year, normally we look at the, the centre backs from uh, any team, and I'm actually going to put my hat on the man I've just brought in, Mustafi. He's at 5.4 at the moment and he is very low owned 2.5% owned and he got me a nice 7 points this game week he looks really good in that Arsenal team and when Arsenal have actually started with Koscielny, Mustafi and Monreal they've not conceded any goals and that's through 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 games that they've started this season so it just shows when they're working together as a threesome, it really works. And yeah, I would say that he is a really great premium option to bring into your team at the moment. What's your opinions on um, your premium defender till January, Bull? Um, so I'm trying to look for a way, because it's just he's so expensive, but I'm trying to get Dave in from Chelsea. I just think as P, he's played every minute of every game they've played this season. He was awesome. Um, Not only do they have an absolutely outstanding run of fixtures, I mean, if I'll just give you those Chelsea fixtures, Swansea at home, Newcastle at home, West Ham away, so there's three teams that can't keep clean sheets for Toffee. 
Huddersfield away, Southampton at home, and then Everton, Brighton and Stoke. So through now until January, they've got no one really challenging for that top six. The other thing as well, I think the likes of uh, Alonso, Moses, um, Zappacosta, they are more likely to be rotated out with Aspi stepping in at wing-back than Aspi being dropped. So I can just see him playing, continuing to play every game at the moment. So I'm really looking for a way to try and get him in because he offers such attacking option as well as defensive. Again, I'm, I always like a bonus of defender. 11 bonus points this season, five assists, one goal. Great option both ways. Yeah. The only thing is there is an argument on the uh, Alonso factor, the fact that Alonso gets forward a little bit more. But obviously not as great in the bonus system, Alonso, when he doesn't yeah. uh, produce any attacking stats. But he can. He's got the capability of producing those stats a little bit more than Aspilicueta. So, Horst, what's your, what's your reckoning on one yeah. both, both those two players and also well working yeah I mean working because the question was who's likely to get the most minutes mm. uh, and I think obviously talking about Alonso and Aspie I, I own Alonso and I'm very happy and, and, and I've stuck with him right since game one but certainly in terms of most minutes I think you're right with Aspie because he's got a guy who's versatile can go out to the wings you're not going to see Alonso move in and because of the amount of, uh, of running he does up and down that wing there's always that chance he is going to get a rest at some point I mean we're lucky at the moment he's a bit like Sane at Manchester City where they're the only guys that play on that left wing for their respective teams. So they don't seem to get rotated as much as the guys on the right. Mm. But I, I think Aspie's the, the guy there. I had Mustafi and Aspie as the first two on my list, funny enough. I mean, you could throw in other guys at Arsenal, but he's, I think, the most economical. I mean, I, I like the idea of Kolasinac, to be honest, but then I think he's 0.7 more. So you can do a lot with that when we're talking about sort of spreading those 0.1s here and there. Mustafi's excellent. The other guy I've got on my list, there's a slight fear of rotation, but he has started the last seven games, and that's Smalling at Manchester United. Yeah, I agree um, with that. Yep. They've got two or three dodgy fixtures coming up. They're a little bit tight, but after that, it's looking very nice for them. And if you're looking for someone literally to take up minutes that's going to play, Smalling looks a guy that's that's fairly locked in, in amongst a potential Man United rotation elsewhere. I could see him playing most of those fixtures. I would have said Stones at Manchester City, but I'm inclined... After watching them today, I'm inclined to avoid the Man City defence, if at all possible. I think they might rotate a little bit. Stones is injured, I, by the way. Just... Absolutely. Oh, yeah, no, I, absolutely. But because of his injury, yeah. I think there are other guys that are going to rotate. Plus the fact I think they're looking vulnerable. Now Stones is out. They're looking a bit vulnerable. So mm. I tend to, would tend to avoid Man City. But, yeah, those three, Mustafi, Aspi and Smalling, would be would be my three guys. Just a, yeah. uh, just to put a spanner in the works on that one, between game week 15 and 16, Chelsea, Spurs and City can give their key players a night off in the Champions League. So that, yeah. I think, helps those teams. Liverpool and United need to field uh, full-strength sides to secure qualifications to get the group win. So there is a potential where Smalling will need to play those games. So that just adds a little bit more rotation to that United defence. I'm not saying that he definitely will, but you don't know. Near, nearer the time it might happen. Yeah, very true. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, um, should we do the budget options for the defenders? Yeah, it might be it might be a good shout. I mean, I think um, Hortz took us onto this just a minute ago, but I think the first one is always going to be the uh, the Burnley bunch, isn't it? Yeah. If we look at Ward's the highest scoring out of them at the moment, I think Dutch likes a settled back four, so I think you could 
pick from me, Tarkowski, and Ward as your as your sort of as your three. Obviously, Tarkowski being the four point five million option as is as is me there. So for me, it's tossing a coin on those to be honest with you. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I, at the moment, I would still go Tarkowski because I just think he has a random goal threat coming up for corners, <laughs> and he's also that little bit little bit cheaper. So yeah, I, I would go him at the cheap options. But you're looking at also the likes of Kiko Firmino. The only thing is with them, uh, they've got some rough fixtures coming in recently in Man United, Spurs, and Burnley. But after that, all the way to December the 30th, they have got a Garden of Greens, so it could be another good option. He got some points this game week. What did he get? I think he got eight points this game week because he got a clean sheet and uh, two bonus. Yeah, so mm. he's racking them up as well. What's uh, any, any more thoughts on budget options? Well, I mean, uh, talking about Watford, yeah, you're right. Their next two games are awful. But then after that, it's very, very nice. Um this uh, guy Ziegler has suddenly yeah, appeared on the scene. I don't know how I don't know how locked in he is for playing time, but he's started the last two games and he's only scored twenty two points. So <laughs> if he if he continues to get playing time, and it'll be interesting to monitor him over the next two weeks, just seeing whether he's locked into that spot. Because if he is, when they when they come out of their their rough patch, those rough couple of games coming up, he could be someone to jump on. He's only four point four. You look at someone, for example, like Charlie Daniels at Bournemouth. They've got three clean sheets on the bounce and they've got three good fixtures coming up before they then run into a rough patch so if you had someone like Daniels or one of the other Bournemouth defenders like an Ake hang on to them for three weeks and then potentially move on to these Watford guys that gives you a really nice rotation Um, and then you've got other towards the so towards the cheaper end but teams that are defending well like Brighton for example you've got guys like Duffy Dunk he's he's a bit of a sucker for an own goal isn't he so I would tend to go for Duffy but but there are guys like that playing that you could rotate in and out dependent on their good and bad fixtures reallocate your funds elsewhere but but maximize maximize their good fixtures yeah, I agree with that. Looking at Ziegler, I think he's got um, he got two assists in the last game, and he got an assist the game before as well. So yeah, he could be a problem to me. He's playing wing back as well, so hopefully. Admittedly, they did play West Ham and Newcastle, so he <laughs> yeah. was getting acres of room, but. You know, it was a very promising start, wasn't it? Yeah, in that wing-back role, you're always hopeful of attacking points. So, yeah, it could be a really cheap one to go for. Just another one of a team that have found a little bit of defensive form recently has been Bournemouth. Yeah, um, and I'm, I'm just going to. We, we, I think we talk about him most weeks on the pod just because of what he offers going both ways. But Charlie Daniels again, I, don't, I can't see him yeah. being rotated for anybody. Their run of fixtures, you've got five out of again. If I'm sticking to the theme of up until the new year, until January, of the eight fixtures, you've got five. And then to be fair, the one in the first of January against Brighton, six fixtures there out of his next nine, where potentially they could get some defensive returns. They've got a horrible little run between um, December thirteenth and twenty third when they play. United, Liverpool and City but yeah Daniels has, has been picking up points regularly over the last few weeks a lot, a lot of it through clean sheets of course they won 4-0 against Huddersfield uh, and they drew with Swansea so again 4.9 million Daniels could be one that you could uh, rotate in and out Cook is also playing regularly for them and he's, uh, he's 4.8 so a slightly cheaper option 
yeah. Hortz did mention that, by the way, just to... <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> but they, they have got three clean sheets in a row now, Bournemouth, so they've started to pick up that clean sheet form, which is good. But if we move on to the midfielders now, so the premium options which we can choose for, which are going to play the most minutes between now and January, who are we looking at? Hortz, I'll, I'll go to you straight away for this one. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I've got two guys here who, obviously, we have the Manchester City rotation. You're never quite sure who's going to be in or going to be out similar case I think now with Liverpool see what seeing who they lined up with against uh, Chelsea at the weekend yeah. but the two guys who uh, in very much the premium bracket and it's very much whether you can afford them or not would be um, Eden Hazard and uh, and your mate Sanchez yeah. Chelsea have got this just outstanding run of fixtures and Hazard has come into form and he looked lethal against Liverpool and I think if you can afford him he would be an absolute dream to get in the problem is can you afford him in that midfield bracket because it's going to mean um, having to cut funds from elsewhere but he looks locked on I can't see really anyone else in that Chelsea midfield that that you would put in to replace him so barring injury I think he's an absolute lock San- Sanchez is um, he's on penalties as well I mean he spoke about it last week it's just very difficult to fit into your team but yeah. um, he's had th- 34 attempts on goals so far this season with uh, 14 of them on target on penalties if you can afford it and uh, you're looking for like a, a huge differential I do think he's going to get the minutes um, Wenger's too scared to actually drop him just in case he starts on another whinge so I do think he is a really good option to have and of course both of those guys on penalties because Hazard's on penalties as well for Chelsea. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The thing is with Hazard, he can be hit and miss, but he is in form at the moment. So I think grab him now with Chelsea's fixtures. I think they've got the best fixtures out of any team at the moment who's the you know top six team. So, yeah, I would board the t- Chelsea train. Pete, what's your, what's your thoughts on the premium midfielders? I uh, well, it depends. he's eight million, so I don't know if you can call that premium. But I think Jose will struggle to field a first eleven without Paul Pogba over this period. They've looked. I think they look a better side with him in it. Again, we spoke about him quite a lot last week. I know they only scraped a one nil victory, but still, he seems to be a real catalyst for anything they do. So I can see Paul Pogba starting most of the games for United over this period. Yeah, yeah, I could probably see that. I mean, like, they have got a lot of options there, though, haven't they? And they. They did not play well against Brighton, apparently. I haven't seen it. It's very difficult when you're podding on a Sunday to find out how well each team's played. But apparently they were just very average. Obviously, Pogba didn't get any points this week. He's, he was the most transferred player in this week, not getting anything. With Pogba, though, he plays in that kind of Ramsey role, doesn't he? So you're looking kind of for... Almost, you know, like Ramsey did a couple of years ago or like Yaya Torre did a couple of years ago where they were just flying every week but they were still playing like up and down box-to-box player. I do think he pulls all the strings for him but for me, I'm, I'm not sure whether he's going to be a week-to-week guarantee for points because he has got the tendency to only get about a shot a game and with midfielders in that price bracket... I kind of want a lot of shots, like Sterling. Like, I mean, Sterling's got a uh, golden assist today, and he is the type of player, even if he's going to get rotated, that you kind of want to have in your team rather than the likes of Pogba. I know uh, I'm probably going to get slated for this, but I, I don't think that Pogba's the, the greatest option to bring in for me. Pogba's interesting. See, I've got him penciled in to come into my team, you know, barring injuries and everything, around about week 17, because they've got these three dodgy-ish fixtures coming up, and then... I'm figuring watching him now for the next three weeks, just seeing what his fitness is like and everything like that, 
will will have a, a bearing on the decision I make in game week 17. What you got to remember is at the start of the year, when they had that little run of easy fixtures, he was absolutely bossing it. He was involved yeah. every week. He was racking up points and bonuses every week. Then he got his injury, and obviously they've hit their tough run of fixtures. I think over the next two or three weeks with the fixtures they've got, chances are Jose's going to still keep it fairly tight. He's also said he doesn't see Pogba playing more than sort of 65, 70 minutes until he's back to full fitness. Come game week 17, when their fixture list suddenly gets very, very tasty, Pogba's going to be back to full fitness, we hope. Then... I think he could be a guy well worth bringing in. But I certainly have your your worries short-term just over the next two or three weeks. I'd, I'd rather take a wait-and-see approach to him at the moment. Yeah, the, I mean, there was someone that uh, mentioned to me on Twitter. I can't remember your name. Apologies that I can't. But he did say that Pogba has got his points against teams when they've had their main centre-back out. The likes of West Ham, Swansea. Right, I think it was Stoke, Newcastle. That's the teams where uh, they've had their centre-backs out. I mean, Lascelles didn't play for, for Newcastle when they played him. He's out for a little bit. I think a couple of the West Ham players are out, also Swansea players. So, yeah, it's, um, it is one mm. to kind of look at. I might, yeah, um, good stuff. might actually yeah. try and find that one. It's got time for that. Yeah. Uh, if we're looking at the budget price midfielders, who are we looking at for the amount of minutes going forward? Uh, I, I think Richarlison is, is a lock... Uh, at Watford, he seems to be central to everything they're producing at the moment, either providing or or being on the end of stuff. Again, they've got uh, two or three dodgy little games, but then it then it really improves greatly, like we said with the defenders. So he's a sort of guy I would look out for. Um, I tell you, it's very interesting. Shakiri is playing a lot more at Stoke than he has done in the past. He's tended to be more of a rotation guy. He's playing a lot more, and he's returned now. I think I'm right in saying in four consecutive games and Stoke's schedule certainly looks up I think round about game seven week uh, 17 18 so he's a guy actually could be very interesting for that Christmas run saving a little bit of money at the bottom end and of course a guy that's running into running into form who is absolutely at the the ultimate budget end is um Ruben Loftus-Cheek yeah Exactly, yeah. The probably you know, the best four point five option ever yeah. by the looks of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of Watford, did you know that a Will Hughes actually scored again this week? <laughs> yeah, yes. no, I'm not gonna suggest him. But uh, uh Pascal Gross, big fan within the FBL community at the moment, just looking at his transfers in today. Twenty three thousand of you putting him in. And again, once I think, you know, for, for Brighton, he again catalyst, like I said about Pogba for them. I can't see them starting a game without him, there isn't too many dynamic players they've got to swap him in for. So, Gross, I think, is a good, cheaper option. Yeah, I give that three bonus points without getting a goal and an assist. was a bit of an amazing one against United. Everyone was a bit shocked on that one. But, yeah, he's the best budget value player to have at the moment, I think. Gross, I was actually going to bring that one up as well. So, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, so move, moving towards the strikers, Pete, you want to kick us off on the strikers here? Which premium striker do you think is definitely going to get all the minutes and uh, get all the points? All of the minutes and points. Well, I'm for all of the wonderfulness of City, you just never know if it's going to be Jesus or Aguero starting or both or what. So I'm going to steer clear of them for the minutes. I think Morata's the one with his uh, with his it's kind of the runner fixtures he's got, the form he's in. Yes, he hasn't really returned this weekend, but at the same time, 
I think plenty of potential there with the form of Hazard in behind him. And the, if you've, any of you have seen Fabregas recently in terms of some of the balls that he's coming on and playing is outstanding. So I think there's points to be had there for Morata. And he's still cheaper than the big hitters like Lukaku, well, um, like Kane and Aguero. Yeah, the only thing is with that, as I scroll to find the article... Which Striker magazine? Is that what you're reading? Yeah, there was a... <laughs> That was a really good article, which I'm struggling to find now. Um, yeah, the the only thing is with that is that I heard in an article in it was on Twitter that um, Conte is actually saying that he may rotate Morata, yeah. so I wouldn't be guaranteed that he is going to get all the minutes. Fair enough. I haven't I mean, read that article. I have got him in. I will try and. Um, uh, retweet this article just because apparently it was quotes from Conte so I'm not sure if he would be the, the nailed on one they're thinking about because he's got injured recently because of the amount of games he's played Conte has actually said we will actually look to rotate so actually I did have my captaincy on Morata this week and now that I'm thinking about it that, that might actually stop me from putting it on him just in case yeah. he is going to get rotated <clears throat> Holt's thoughts? It's an interesting Holtz. one that isn't it? It's like because he doesn't seem to like starting Batshuayi and it, it makes you wonder whether he'd start Batshuayi or whether he'd move Hazard up top so yeah. that makes Hazard more appealing. I mean to be honest when you're talking about a guaranteed starter in the premium striker bracket you can't really think further than Harry Kane. I mean yeah, I, <laughs> I mean I don't think Lorente has started a league game. He may have started in cup games and what have you but but Kane is the first name on the team sheet. Everything goes through Harry Kane just watching the the highlights again of their of their you know disappointing uh, draw with West Brom at the weekend. Everything that happens in front of goal involves Harry Kane. He could have got four or five. He was very, very close to flicking on a couple, getting his head to a couple. Spurs, as an offence, are struggling, but Harry Kane is is still there, and, and I think you'd be foolish to overlook him. And to be honest, I mean, we're talking about Chelsea's fantastic run, Bar Manchester City in game week 18, I think I'm right in saying, Spurs have got a pretty nice schedule coming up. So if you're thinking of sort of dropping Kane for Morata because of Chelsea's schedule, I wouldn't. Spurs have have got a really nice run coming up and and Harry's going to produce. I'm sure he will. Yeah, I I agree with that. The other thing I'm going to add to that, Hawks, is the fact that, uh, and I'm not just saying this as a gloating Arsenal fan, genuinely, with Tottenham dropping out of the top four this weekend... Yeah, Tottenham I think, dropped I, out of the top four. Just to... Yeah, set you up for the nights, man. <laughs> I think the, the issue is there's going to be pressure for them to, you know, that there's we thought they'd be challenging for the title at this point. They can't take the foot off the gas at all. And Lorente, when he has come on, hasn't really done it yet. So I agree completely. Yeah. I think you'll get a lot of minutes out of Kane. Yeah. Just, just and Iceman uh, made the point, obviously, as well, that Spurs have already qualified in, in Europe. So, therefore, Kane can have a week off in that European yeah. uh, week. Lorente Great. can start up top Great and point, Harry can yeah. put his feet up at home, can't he? Yeah, yeah, totally. I found the article which says uh, Conte drops, says he, he may Festive drop... Festive with our motion um, projection oh, light, just well, £20. As oh, the God. best Christmas ever. <laughs> Don't go onto websites where they can bring up, oh, still going. Oh, I don't you know how to stop it. Skills, Jesus. What, what, what have they offered you out of <laughs> interest? Is it, is, it like, is, it a, is it a Black Friday deal? Or? 
I could. I, I got rid of it as soon as it came. Fifty percent off soft furnishings. <laughs> I really hate websites like this. Anyway, it says uh, Conte might actually think about resting Morata. He says, uh, "I think that we have to make the best decision game by game. Try to find the best solution for the team. Also, give the right rest to my players." Last time, Morata played three games in a row, and the third game against Manchester City, he got injured. So I have to pay great attention to all situations and try to take sometimes the risk this is my job i like to do this so (laughs) it shows that he is thinking about that so be wary of that and that does actually put me off the captaincy of morata yeah it's um it's a compelling argument i mean he's still played him against liverpool but yeah you make you make a good point well uh we'll see what happens yeah no i i do agree with the the kane thing there i think that he is the most nailed out of all the strikers at the moment this the only thing is he was very close to not scoring in the last game against yeah. i mean i felt felt sorry for him because he didn't get the service spurs did not look at it against west brom they just they kind of looked similar to how arsenal looked a few years ago where they were constantly passing loads of possession but not actually creating any clear-cut chances and i, I think not that actually going this, anywhere. i think that's the other reason why kane might be a safe bet because the fact is that they don't have the 20 odd goals coming from Ali at this point. They don't have all of the extra yeah. from Ericsson. Yeah, he, he, he is the one that, even on a bad day, will get you a goal. Um, yeah. 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 What I like about Kane, he passes the eye test when you're watching him play. His head never drops. He's always no. going for those opportunities, even those half opportunities, you know, that a lot of players would give up on and not bother to chase down. He's always chasing, even in the last minute of the game. So, I mean, which is why, obviously, he's such a great goal scorer and why he scores as many as he does. He just never gives up. There's never a lost cause with Harry Kane, and that really does have appeal uh, to have him in your team. Yeah, Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, uh, so what are we reckoning on uh, the budget strikers? Uh, A lot of people are looking at Niasse. And obviously he got that ban for the dive, but he will be back in a couple of game weeks' time against Huddersfield, who did look pretty good tonight against City. So it's not to say that there are definite points there. And obviously we all know that Everton are not doing too well, losing 4-1 against Saints, who couldn't score before this game, but now suddenly they can against Everton. But what are we reckoning on the budget strikers at the moment? What are you saying for that, Hortz? Um, does Vardy count as budget? I suppose he's in that mid-price, isn't he? I mean, uh, he's a guy that's going to be starting every game. I would imagine. I can't see they're going to... I mean, they may, rotate, they may rotate other people with him, but I think he's a guy that's going to start every game. He suffers at the moment from greediness of the midfielders. What I watched with interest, obviously, because they, they, they played West Ham this weekend, and I had appreciated before that Mares is a greedy player, but I hadn't realised quite how greedy he was. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I think Vardy suffers because of that. But again, Vardy's one of those guys that runs and runs and runs, and he doesn't maybe get as many opportunities as Kane, but he's certainly the guy that makes the most of the opportunities when he gets them. So he's a guy, I think, if you're looking to fill that mid-price bracket, he's very handy. Below that, it's, it's very difficult to know who's locked in because I think you're going to see a lot of rotation amongst those the sort of lower valued. A lot of those teams with the cheaper strikers have got two or three guys who they can rotate in. Bournemouth, for example, with, with Wilson, he, was, he scored his hat-trick last week, but they've got other guys that they can bring in. So I don't know. Really, I would say Nias, I think the way Everton are playing, he's certainly a guy to look at because you think, well, who else have they got? But difficult to really hang your hat on anyone in that cheaper bracket i mean gray at watford was was very interesting but he was the total opposite of what i was just saying about harry kane in the fact that he got in front of goal and just 
gave up couldn't be bothered and he got a goal but he really could have got two or three he had some guilt edge chances and just didn't seem didn't seem bothered and that worries me with players like that you're missing a, a fundamental flaw in your suggestions for budget strikers here because you're missing the obvious bandwagon that is about to explode charlie austin in charlie austin <laughs> He has scored two goals today, and uh, everyone's going to be bringing him in, aren't they? We're talking uh, everyone guaranteed... who doesn't know anything about FPL is going to be bringing him in. <laughs> We're talking guaranteed minutes, Iceman, which yeah. is why I didn't mention it. Yeah, no, it's true. He's, I do think that Charlie Austin, if he plays and constantly plays, can be such a good asset. We remember when he was at QPR and how well we did the amount of goals for that cheap striker. He is the cheap striker that we need. We need him to play. The only thing is... We don't know if he is, and it could be rotation. He's playing for Saints as well, who just can't seem to score. So just to be wary, listeners, just don't go Charlie Austin just yet. Give him time to prove that he is a constant uh, Saints starter in that team. Yeah, cat- categorically agree with you 100%. If he's starting, he's absolute gold. But as you say, God knows what's happening with their rotation. It's all over the place. And four out of their next seven are really tough. So, um, yeah, avoid at the moment. But certainly keep an eye on him. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Billy, any uh, budget strikers you got there? Well, uh, there's, there's a, going through the, the lesser teams, or the, the lower down teams, yeah, I had a look at Gray. I mean, not too, competition, too much competition for his place. Um, and they've got a fairly dynamic attack going forward. So I like the look of him. And he seems to be one that a lot of people are going for at the moment. Around 8,000 have transferred him in today. The other two I'm looking at, who you're talking about who are going to play. Now, I know you're going to hate me for saying it, but at Brighton, Murray is playing consistently. Hemed mm. isn't providing too much stiff competition. But the other one I'm more interested in is De Poitre at uh, Huddersfield. He started every game of the last, where, where has it been, since game week five. He's played 90 minutes in all but one fixture. Only 5.2 million, a good enabler. The only question is, uh, will he score any goals? And he's only done so twice this season. But if Mooney doesn't seem to be getting anywhere near the same love that he was at the start, you know, he he, he came into the season with a bit of a bang. Everybody brought him in and um, he's not really done anything since. So those would be a very low cost option I'd look at. Yeah, that's since he got injured, Mooney. He got injured yeah. and Depatre came in and then just cemented his place, which is yeah. unfortunate for Mooney. But no, I don't think there is any real good options, really. I mean, like you could look at Callum Wilson and King as uh, potential go-tos. I mean, a lot of people went to Callum Wilson after his hat-trick against Huddersfield. and He came with no points today. So you're, you're gambling whether you go any of these, really. So uh, there's no s- cemented good assets as uh, cheap budget options for me unless you go all the way down to the five and the assay and then just you know help fund uh, the rest of your team so that that's the thing isn't it is the question we're answering is is total minutes played but actually once you get into minutes played you're then looking at goal potential and you're right there's not many who you would say meet that criteria yeah what a conundrum FPL is. Yeah. Okay, well, so we've gone through that question as much as we can. I'm just going to go through all the rest of them now. So if we okay. go to Magnus Westerstrand, he's just put, yes. he's in our top top 10, isn't he? So he's just put, it's consistent. Is it fixtures over form this year, you reckon? So what do you reckon on that, just as a quick thought? Um, 
Generally speaking, no, because there are certain teams like we were talking about at Burnley just now, whereas you would occasionally look at their fixtures like to, like today, for example, you go, oh, Arsenal. No, you won't, won't play Burnley. But their form has just been so incredible in, defensively, obviously not going forward, but defensively. So you sort of go, well, OK, I'm just sticking a Burnley player in irrespective of who they're playing, with maybe the exception of Manchester City. So I, I think at the moment that there's, there are form guys, and, and I would tend to stick with the form guys. If some if a team like Chelsea coming up have a massive run of incredible fixtures, then it makes sense to invest in them because you hope they're going to play themselves into form. But bringing players in for specific fixtures, I mean, Again, today, you'd have brought Manchester City players in by the bucketful playing Huddersfield. Yeah, Huddersfield played out of their skins. So I would definitely go for the form option at the moment. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think the case in point for this season is Mohamed Salah. Like, you, you could put him in against anybody. He's shown he can score against Chelsea, against all the top clubs. So he, he would be absolutely someone that you would pick against anyone at the moment. Yeah, he is brilliant. He's got six goals in five game weeks now. And he is the, I think he's the top goal scorer this season so far. So. Yeah, he is, yeah. <laughs> He is killing it. If you haven't got Mo, you really do need to get him into your team. And just, I mean, Chelsea haven't done too bad without them. Could you imagine Chelsea now if they'd have kept hold of Lukaku, De Bruyne and him? Yeah. With 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 Hazard. That's that's frightening, isn't it? Yeah. And, that's a scary team. Yeah, and, <laughs> and Lukaku as well. They got rid of him. Yeah. yeah. They've got rid of, there was a, a post of uh, all the all the players that left Chelsea and how good they were. So it's uh, yeah. <laughs> they seem to like getting rid of good players. <clears throat> um, right. Yeah. Okay. So he, he also asked another question, uh, Magnus. He just says, "And is Jones back soon? Do we reckon Jones is back soon?" I, yeah, I would have thought so. I mean, it, it, it would. The injury was sort of everyone was saying uh, he he was potentially going to play at the week or that first weekend. So he's missed a couple of games now. So I would have thought he's likely to be back soon, unless there's more to the injury than we've been told. Yeah, I think the the, the best chance is just to check out what Ben Dinnery is saying on it. They've mentioned him yeah. in a while. He's. Uh, I'm just going to give it a quick uh, search now. Do you reckon Jones is still the one to have if he does come back uh, uninjured? I, I, w- I would have thought so, but the trouble with Jones is when he does get injured, he tends to get injured fairly regularly, which is why I would sort of start to err towards Smalling now yeah. um, rather than Jones. But to be honest, I'm saying from my own point of view, I've got De Gea at the back and I don't have any other Man United defenders. De Gea seems to be the locked-in guy at the back there, and if injuries and rotation are going to kick in i wouldn't necessarily go flying back to jones no yeah no okay uh, okay moving on to the next question so we've got you fbl Hawks is just saying posing <laughs> my own question he's saying with 8.4 to spend best short-term punt mid for the next three game weeks prior to bringing in pogba in week 17 and then you're listing that you've got salah uh, Sane, richardson and loftus cheek uh, and you're going to get rid of Chupamoting. Moting. Um, yeah. So you've got Morata, Kane, and Nyase up top, and you're yep. looking, you're looking for us to talk about what's where you should spend that 8.4 million. Pete, yep. Pete, what's your opinion on that? 8.4 million, Hawks. Who should he bring in? It's a very, very difficult price bracket, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Very challenging indeed. Um, so I want to run me through his, his midfield again. So you've got, you've got. Salah. You've got so, Salah, yeah. Sane, Richarlison, and Loftus Cheek. So Chupa Moteng's going out. Yeah, uh, can't afford Hazard. Uh, I could afford Sterling as a short-term punt. Yeah, I could afford a Ramsey. I could bring Pogba straight in, but I'm inclined, like I said earlier, I'm inclined to leave that three weeks. So I'm yeah. looking for three weeks. I could bring in 
one guy for a couple of weeks and someone else for one week. I've got a, a punt for later on, which I'll tell you that's a possibility. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's maybe Ramsey, someone like that. But it's I'm after this afternoon. I'm I'm thinking possibly Sterling to double up with Sane for the next couple of games because they've got was it Southampton and West Ham the next two yeah. games. So that's a possibility. I I mean I personally still love the Ramsey option. Watching him today um, when Iwobi went off, he actually pushed up seemingly into the role left when Wiltshire came on to hold midfield so I still think he's the best option for seven million uh, and I do think he'll play in the key fixture so you won't go wrong with him but you're right in terms of Sterling even if you're doubled up with Sane as well if one of them doesn't start even if they come on he still seems to score I think Sterling scored his 12th goal of the season today from midfield which is just frightening and he got an assist as well so mm. which way would I go I'd probably go for the double city option if I'm being honest I'm more excited about them scoring lots of goals than I am Arsenal at the moment Fancy Football Tips did list someone on there he listed Son and I just took a look at it just to see what maybe and then uh, uh, there's always a doubt on his minutes really that's the problem mm. but he has got over 60 minutes five of his last six so he could be a good option if you're willing to punt on someone like that are you <laughs> not really well the thing is that in that spot because richarlison's got two absolute stinkers coming up he's got what manchester united and spurs in the next two games i think he could score against spurs but man united maybe not so it's a guy that i really i want to be a definite starter and yeah, so that's yeah. that's part of the part of the the question in there, you know. Yeah. I'd like to go up and get Hazard, but it it would then mean <clears throat> making surgery elsewhere, which I'm not prepared to do. So yeah, you you have got a, a tricky choice there. I, I'm surprised, Iceman, you haven't said the word Dusan Tadic yet. This <laughs> goal today. Oh yeah, yeah, Dusan Dusan Tadic. Yeah, beat yeah. there, seen it, done yeah, it. I, mean, I think is yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I tell you the guy now this is this is this is throwing this one out there and this would be a one game punt for midweek which would Ooh, be Lanzi- Lanzini against Everton yeah yeah, yeah. I was literally uh, moving towards the West Ham uh, yeah. area Lanzini and thinking... against Everton and then bringing someone else in at the weekend because obviously West Ham then have three appalling fixtures <clears throat> I think I'm right in saying it's Man City Chelsea and Arsenal are the next three so it would be a one game punt but there was signs of signs of recovery in that game on Friday night yeah, and with, yeah. with literally everything falling off the wagon at Everton it could be a, a classic one game punt that's the only thought uh, uh, yeah I was literally going to mention Arnautovic he played well uh, in he the last did game. I'm worried about his knee because he's got a possible knee yeah, tweak or something I, did, like that. Yeah, I, I would have said punt on him but then after that yeah West Ham's fixtures are pretty brutal and Man City Chelsea and Arsenal uh, after the Everton game are either of you in th- obviously Everton are in absolute turmoil at the moment, but one player I have noticed, uh, an FPL legend of sorts from recent years, who's actually notched a, a few returns in recent weeks, um, is Sigurdsson. Yeah. So he, yeah. he got, uh, he's got an assist in the previous week against Palace. He got one today against Saints, albeit they uh, they crashed and burned there. But he's 8 million. They've got West Ham, Huddersfield, Newcastle and Swansea in the next five games. So um, I'm keeping an eye on him, put it that way. Actually, I, I mean, and again, he might not be a bad punt. You know, home to West Ham, they've got to get yeah. a result. And then it's, yeah, it's Huddersfield at the weekend. So actually on a two-game... A two-game punt on a, and he's going to play every game. You found he will. it. You found so, it, Billy. You found his man. He could be. He, he could it. be the man. And <laughs> yeah. I've had Siggy before, and always loved having Siggy inside. There you go. That could have answered the question. Uh, and we have. <laughs> sorry, one more. One more. I'm going to throw you away. Yeah, I'm go, so go, go. excited for you. Has, has anybody said Wilfred Zaha yet? 
No, no but I have got Loftus cheeks. So yeah. yeah, yeah, they're talking about him. Now. Yeah, all right. Let, let's let's forget Zaha. I'm going to stick with Siggy. That's yeah, my gem. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a good one. Don't ruin it. I peaked at Siggy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Lower your head. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, we'll move on to the next question. So, at Mike Jeski has just put uh, Ericsson stick or twist. Do you stick or twist or, with Ericsson now that he's blanked? I think it's been five, six game weeks now. What do you do? Stick or twist, Horts? Twist. You twist, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been too long. I, I did the shift from Ericsson to Salah about four or five weeks ago and haven't looked back. Um, there are so many midfielders in form with great fixtures, all in that price bracket. You know, we've, we've already named them. Salah, Hazard, Mane, Sane, Sterling, any of those guys at the moment. Until Ericsson shows signs that he's coming back into form, then you can bring him straight back in. But at the moment, any of those guys I would start ahead of Ericsson. So, yeah, in the short-term twist. But they have got good fixtures. He could suddenly come back into form. So you keep an eye on him and try and have a route that you can bring him back in if necessary. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think he's moved back a little bit further. Um, His heat map touches just seem to be a little bit further back than they were um, for uh, the previous... Uh, games before the four game weeks that he's played so yeah I would definitely twist Billy would you twist on that one um I probably would now yeah like I said I think Kane's the uh the regular performer there Ericsson not so much you want to see them firing again J- just to say to listeners when you ask about individual players can you potentially post the rest of your players in that position because it's hard to have the context for who you can transfer to yeah is that a fair request nice yeah. man yeah fair request yeah yeah I I, I would twist Okay, uh, right, we've got a question from Facebook here. Uh, we've got uh, Mahish... What, Mark Zuckerberg? <laughs> we've got Mahish Jagadisan. Jagadisan, yeah, I've probably butchered that, but never mind. So he's just saying that he is playing three-five-two and would like to double up in the midfield either with City or Liverpool. He has Salah and Sane. Should he get Coutinho or Sterling? Fixtures say Liverpool. What was your opinion on that, Billy? Go to you first on this one. Uh, I'm going to still. I'm going to stick with Sterling. I mean, fixtures are good for Liverpool, but Coutinho is still not returning the same as uh, as the little whippet for the Manchester City wing. So I'm going to say Sterling. Yeah. Okay. Hortz. Uh, I'm inclined to agree, just. I think it's close, but the notes I've made, they've both got actually pretty decent fixtures. But Liverpool, four out of their next six are away from home, and I don't think they play necessarily as well away from home. Whereas Manchester City, four out of their next six are at home. And that's where they... That's where they tend to put up their big, big scores. Um, And only Manchester United away looks like a tricky one out of those next six. So... I would, and I think to, to be honest, after what we saw with Liverpool, their lineup they played against Chelsea, Coutinho is as liable to be rotated as Sterling is. So I don't think that actually comes into it now. So I would say Sterling, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, just a, a quick one on the Man City rotation, which could go ahead. Sane actually got a yellow card in the last game, which was horrible for you as a captain. Yeah. But he is now <laughs> one booking away from a ban. So just be wary of that regarding uh, Sane and also. If that does happen, that also increases Sterling's chances to play. Okay, I hope we uh, answered that okay for you, uh, Mahish. Okay, moving on to the next question, and then I am 
dying for a piss, so I'll have to go for a piss after this one. Uh, I'll go for a quick one here. So um, Faith No Moreno is just saying, Hazard over City mids. Do you reckon that Hazard is a better choice over these City mids at the moment? Obviously, uh, we, we haven't got his team, and we're, we're kind of answering this as a global scale. What's your, what's your opinion on that, Hortz? Just for this next few run of games, I would be inclined to take a punt on him. Because uh, like we've we've already covered it here, I think he's more likely to start, so he's more likely to not get rotated out. He is playing at, right up at the sharp end. He's right up there um, at the sharp end for Chelsea. <laughs> so short term, short term, I think Hazard. But over the over the, if you're looking for a keeper for the rest of the season, I might be still looking at one of you Manchester City guys. Yeah, Billy. Um, I think I largely agree with that. To be honest, I yeah. For this next run of fixtures, I'd go Hazard definitely. Yeah, the, I mean, like, the only thing is with Hazard, which is kind of similar to the Pogba thing which I mentioned, is that he doesn't get that many shots during a game. And I'm always looking... I mean, he only got one attempt in the last game altogether. He was fired up uh, in the game before and absolutely punished West Brom. But in the last game, only one shot on goal, where Salah got seven. So it, he does go through those spits and spats where he... He doesn't get many attempts. I know he got eight points in the end, which was which was great for him, like with the assist. But I do think that he can go through he can go through a drought sometimes. So I would say be wary of that. I mean, like, I'm not saying don't bring him in because he's a great asset to have. So just just kind of be mindful of that one. Uh, I think this is probably a great time for me to go for the Iceman's piss. Yep. So I will be right back. Off you go. Lovely. Just going to nip off two, or it's all right. Yes, I shall do likewise. See you in a second, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back from his piss, it's... (laughs) The Iceman! Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I knew it was good amazing. to be on. Yeah. Very strong. Okay. Thank you for that, Horts. Thank you. There you go. Uh, you, <laughs> can, you, can, you can drop that in every week now. There you uh, go. Yeah, we can. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that could be part of, part of the feat. That could be the yeah. jingle. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. We'll, we'll put that <laughs> in. I like that. <laughs> Right, um, so moving on to the questions. So we've got, I'm um, just going to do three more. Apologies if we've not got around to your question. We spoke a lot on the first question. <laughs> so apologies if we don't get around to your question. But we've got one from Alex Ball at Alex Waterbaby. He's just put, looking forward to listening, lads. Uh, best goalkeeper to pair with Elliot for the busy Christmas period. Thanks. So who do we reckon? Hawks, we'll go to you first. Right. Um, I mean, they're, they're the obvious ones who I think we've spoken about already. Uh, David De Gea, Courtois is the best one if you've got the funds to spend. But if you're looking at the uh, budget rotation, which reading the question, that's that's what I'm assuming uh, Alex is looking for. Yeah. How about Mr. Grant? Yeah. Um, uh, so City. Butland's out till at least, uh, I think, 30th December when someone's getting married, I think. Um, <laughs> so, married. I don't know, someone. But yeah. um, apparently Butland is out till at least then. So uh, Grant is going to get the, the starting job for, the, for Stoke City. 
and they rotate really, really nicely with Newcastle. I think from game week 14, you could get West Brom, Swansea, Leicester, Burnley, West Ham, West Brom, Huddersfield and Brighton, which is a not a bad little rotation to be playing against. So, uh, yeah, Lee Grant, he's 4.3. I don't think you're going to get a better budget rotation than that. Yeah, I fully agree with that. That was totally the person that I was going to say as well. Bully, you got anyone else to offer? Only Pope. So if if you don't trust the consistency of Stoke, then I'd say Pope is uh, as a Burnley option is still right up there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. I hope we answer that for you, Alex. Uh, moving on to the next question from Wingback at FPL Wingback. He's saying uh, he's in, he enjoyed hearing from you last time, Hortz. So it'll be, it'll be interesting <laughs> to know uh, if you guys have any non-playing players on your benches as enablers, and if you plan to have a full playing benches over the Christmas period. Well, uh, Wingback, I do currently have a non-playing player who I brought in recently, but he should be back. I've got. Paul Dummett, he's at 4.2. I brought him in recently because uh, to enable uh, me to get Morata. And I am hoping that as soon as he is back, it's just saying that he has got lack of match fitness. So it does say he's expected back this game, actually. So um, I, I will be benching him, but hopefully he will be back. I do recommend that you do have a playing player on your bench. We all know about these uh, rotation issues which we're going through. What about you guys? Um, I, I tend to avoid non-playing players anyway, even even in game week one, where I know the tendency is to go for the the ultimate cheap defender and stick them at the end of your of your bench. But I tend to avoid that anyway. I, I tend to like to have fifteen or at least fourteen that are, that are certain to play. The only non-player I've got at the moment is is Nias, who's obviously out for the next game, but he was likely to be sitting. He's certainly going to be sitting this weekend anyway. Would probably have played him against West Ham, but at least he'll be back for Huddersfield. So uh, I would say no, definitely uh, try and get a bench. You, know, you don't have to overspend. There, there are lots of bargains out there that you can still have on your bench. You don't need to overspend, but but certainly make sure the guys are going to be playing regularly. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Bull? I've still, unfortunately, got Mbemba on my bench from weeks ago, but fortunately I've had enough cover in Klasenac, a Man United defender, and between Saints and Burnley to, to cover it. But as soon as my wild card comes back, he will be very much ditched. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Fair. So you're going to keep him over this Christmas period, then? Well, the the problem is, um, well, what I'm feeling is with the other four players who obviously have a bit more money invested in them, I can I can make it work between the four of them, just juggling juggling those uh, four around. I don't really feel the need to add a fifth defender with the fixtures at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Fair. Right, so we'll go. The last question now is from uh, David Moore, a friend of ours, actually. Uh, it's just yeah, ex- expensive strikers seem to be outperformed by midfielders at present. Who do you think striker uh, can change that and go on a golden run of form? So, who who do we reckon out of all these strikers can go on the golden run of form and hopefully uh, outperform the high scoring midfielders like Salah? Two guys, Kane and Morata. Yeah, agreed. Bully? Yeah, you've got three yeses. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah, we're, we're going for those uh, uh, those two premiums. And uh, it's, I mean, I've got Jesus at the moment, and uh, it's always that rotation risk. But he, he even uh, came on and got an assist uh, today, which was lucky. Mm. So, 
Uh, at the moment, he stays in my team until game week 16, and then I, I think I'll be moving him out uh, for that Man United game. Right, I, I think, Iceman, that takes us through all the questions that we wanted to cover, So, or, or that we could cover. So, chaps, um, let's think about a captain option for this week. Not straightforward. Horses guest, who are you shouting? Um, at the moment, I'm on Maratta, although Iceman's put the... <laughs> put yeah, the scares on that me too um, <laughs> uh, at the moment it's on Maratta yeah mine is also on Maratta but I've I've switched it to Salah knowing I, I say knowing uh, I assume that he will play <laughs> you kind of would bank on Salah playing in such good form uh, I don't think Klopp can afford not to play him so I've switched it to him but I'm, I am thinking about just going for the safe option and going back to Kane he's always going to get a chance the thing is with Kane he's never not going to get a chance a game so you've always got that probability that he will score so uh, I think I may switch it back to Kane, but like last week, I'm very undecided for this particular game week, Bully. Yeah, um, I'm between, well, I've got Aguero, so I'm between him against Saints at home or Kane away. I will probably end up just bottling it and going Kane, just in case. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think an, a very out there shout, but watching and seeing how Arsenal have been doing the last few weeks, if you've got Sanchez at home against Huddersfield, very, very much out there shout, but could be a good differential. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, and then if we were looking to the following week, chaps? I think I would be on Morata to uh, Chelsea against Newcastle. It's the early fixture at 12.30, but I think I would go with him. Other than that, it would be Salah against Brighton away. Yeah, what about you, Horse? Yeah, much, much better captain choices at the weekend. Yeah. Uh, Ke- though, though, those two both spring to mind, uh, and the other guy I would have is Sane against West Ham to round out the weekend. Yeah, that's a nice differential as well. Yeah, yeah again, I'm looking... So Kane's away at Watford. I think it depends on how he does the week before. Morata seems the safer bet at home against Newcastle. I think if I had him, I'd go Morata. Yeah, I, I suppose that depends whether how many minutes he actually gets midweek uh, going yeah. on this Conte uh, saying that he might drop him. So. Yes, of course. So that's captain's choices, chaps. Iceman, anything else to add at this point? Uh, no, I think we we've exhausted this podcast. We've we've hit an hour and fifteen minutes or so. So, <laughs> well done, boys. <laughs> we've uh, we've run the golden mile. Well, um, want to thank our guest Horts for joining us once again. Brilliant contribution. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Always a pleasure coming on. Cheers, and if if people want to uh, follow you, Horts, how can they do that? Yeah, uh, follow me on Twitter at FPL underscore Hortz. That's H-O-U-G-H-T-S. Uh, and there's also my, my acting Twitter feed is Ian Horton 51 if you want to follow that as well. Oh, you're an actor. Oh, I've never... <laughs> <laughs> and if you've got nothing to do over Christmas, come down to Hampton Court Palace, where I shall be performing over the Christmas period in a uh, historical reenactment of Christmas 1592. There you nice, go. nice plug. Nice Little plug. plug. Nice plug. <laughs> Very strong. I like it. I wonder if we can uh, we can intertwine maybe a story of FPL one day. <laughs> be my guest, Iceman. You you can be Scrooge. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I was I was told I was grumpy last week. Actually, I was like I was shocked. Normally, I'm very happy. You'll have someone like Sid or J and O popping up as the ghosts of FPL past, <laughs> present, and future. <laughs> oh, that'll be J and O. Yeah, he, he likes that one. <laughs> <laughs> nice well you know great to have you on board again uh Hort. Iceman any final words of wisdom heading no, into this never any wisdom for me Bill. no wisdom right no. 
Okay, uh, no worries from the Iceman. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you how you can get in contact with us. So www.fantasyfootballsurgery.com, our regularly updated website. Follow us on there. You can find us on Facebook by typing in Fantasy Football Surgery and you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, if you're probably listening to us on SoundCloud, so thank you for that. Uh, all questions we usually take on Twitter. We try and answer as many as possible at FF underscore surgery. Uh, more and more people signing up to the page now make some great discussions on there. Uh, Reddit, we're on there, so please follow us on there. Give us an up at the pod. Um, the pod. Uh, and you can email us, ffsurgerypodcast at yahoo.com. And you can also join our mini league, 1173-455. Thanks for listening again, everybody, to big uh, game weeks coming up. Let's see how we do, and we will speak to you in a week's time. Royalty free music. Dum, 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 dum. Nice pod. Good pod, lads. Yeah. Bit of a Sunday night. Okay, yeah, we made that last, didn't we? Considering there were no fixtures necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> to come. yeah, we couldn't shut up. That that was more in the um, that was more in the style of when we first started out a few years ago without the um, without the stupidity. Yeah. Chelsea are right up there, aren't they? Right up at the sharp end. He's right up there. Pope, is, uh, as a Burnley option, is still right up there. On there, give us an up. Up the pod. Um, up the pod. Expensive strikers seem to be outperforming by midfielders at present. Uh, so I'll start that again. That was totally wrong. That's, that's not what he put. He put... <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back from his piss, it's the Iceman! Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's... The Iceman! Uh, yeah. The Iceman! Uh, yeah. From his piss, 